Well, friends, let us come together for worship. The Magi had a dream. They dreamed of a Messiah. They dreamed of just rulers. They dreamed of a new day for all people. The Magi had a dream. And this dream led them to action. They journeyed to unknown places. They followed a star. They walked for days to get to Jesus. So may we be like the Magi. May our dreams inspire action. May we worship the one true God. God, I love to worship you when the stars are bright above me. I love to worship, love to worship you, you when the sky is clear and the breeze just right. I love to worship you when the journey to Bethlehem is an easy one. Unfortunately, as you know, this journey of life, love, and faith is rarely easy. Now and again, the stars disappear. My feet get blisters and the journey is far too long and lonely. On these days, forgive me for giving up quickly. Forgive me for allowing the dream to die and for taking the shortcut home. I want to be as brave as the Magi. I want to persevere. Guide my feet. Show me the stars. Amen. Beloved Beloved of God, thrill and rejoice in God's goodness. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven.
The Prayer for Illumination. Let us pray. God of the Milky Way, we, like the Magi, are walking toward you. One foot in front of, an, of the other, we are walking toward you. It is our very prayer to move your way. So if you can, leave the light on and the front door unlocked. Leave a fire in the hearth and food on the stove. And when we start to get lost or doubt our dreams, give us the will to persevere. We are walking toward you, O God. So like the parent that throws open the door, open the door to us through this text. Amen. The scripture reading today comes from Isaiah 60, uh, verses 1 through 6. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of God has risen upon you. For the darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the seas shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nation shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midia and Ephah, and all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. A Christian scripture comes to us this day from Matthew's gospel. Reading in the second chapter, verses 1 through 12, and I invite you to listen for the word of God. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, 
bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped with Mary, his mother, and they, they stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Today is Epiphany Sunday. And in my family, Epiphany is the day that we break up Christmas. We take down the tree and we put away all the decorations and we get everything back to quote normal. And a friend of mine asked me about that and she said, don't you feel a little sad when you have to break up Christmas? Christmas is over and all the fun is done and aren't you a little bit sad about that? And I had to think about it. And the answer was no, I'm not sad about it. As I have said before, Advent and Christmas are my one of my favorite times of year and I love everything about it. But by the 6th of January, I'm ready for, quote, normal again. And I have all of the memories of all of the good times we had during Advent and Christmas, even this year when things have been just a little bit different, to carry me through till next Advent. So part of my Christmas and my Advent and Christmas is Epiphany. It's breaking it up and putting it away and safely in its special places in the, around the house where we keep the decorations and everything and keeping it in my heart and in my mind to pull out whenever I need a little Advent and a little Christmas and a little Epiphany. So what I would like for all of you to remember today is that Christmas may be quote over, but it's not over, it's right there. We can pull it up anytime we want to, and it will come again, just like always. And so breaking up Christmas is part of the process, and it's actually kind of fun. <laughs> we usually go out to dinner on Epiphany, but of course we can't do that this year, but we will have a special dinner here if my mom's home from the hospital. And um, if not, then we'll do it when she gets home. We can make Epiphany fluid just like everything else now. Can we have a moment of prayer? 
Dear God, thank you for the journey. Thank you for bringing us to this place, to our epiphany, to our place where you are speaking to us all year long. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Debbie. In the church, we call it ordinary time. It is the time where if you were here, you would begin to see um, green, green on the pulpit and the lectern, green on the, on the table, the color green, which signifies ordinary time in the life of the church because yeah, as a church, we, we recognize that there are these special, truly holy, high, wonderful days and seasons for us to be in. But there's also ordinary time. And I like ordinary so much better than normal because um, we all say that normal is just the setting on your dryer. Um, ordinary is, is something else. So, I invite you to join me in prayer. Oh God, creator of heaven and earth, out of deep waters you brought us to birth. Claim us as children of wonder and worth, oh God of deep flowing water. As Debbie said, it's the day when we celebrate Epiphany. It's only every so often that the sixth actually is a Sunday. And so it's good for us on what would be the second Sunday of Christmas or the second Sunday in Christmas tide uh, to look ahead just a couple of days to the story of Epiphany. The story of the manifestation of Jesus, of ordinary folks recognizing him yet again. And in this case of the wise guys, as I like to call them, the not so ordinary folks recognizing our Lord as well. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're feeling blue. In dreams you will lose your heartache. Whatever you wish for is true. Have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come shining through. No matter how your heart is gripping, if you keep on believing, the dreams that you wish will come true. Okay, raise your hand if you know who sang that. Oh, so you too were weaned on Disney and the magic of dreams and wishes and hopes and divisions 
raised, as we would say, on the secular theology of the day. The dream is a wish your heart makes, sings Cinderella to all those woodland animals, the animals that come to her help eventually. We also got the moral tales from Disney. They were taught by Jiminy Cricket in those movies that you may have seen in school, the safety movies. I'm no fool, no three. I'm gonna live to be 103. I play safe for you and me, cause I'm no fool. Yes, yes. Well, I love going to Disney, it's no surprise. I have been there many times to both Disneyland and Disney World. And I will go back because I love the, the magic that Disney creates, that being immersed in the fantasy and the creativity of it all. The idea that when I check in, someone says to me, welcome home. But I no longer wish and dream in the same way that I did as a child. When you wish upon a star. I know that it's not enough to wish and dream like a cricket and princesses. I know that there are dreams plenty. What we lack in our world this day is the perseverance to make those dreams come true. What we lack are those who catch sight of that dream and take off after it. The Magi did just that sort of thing. You know, they left everything behind. They left everything behind and went to follow the star in search of a dream. Sarah R., who is one of the people who produced our prayers and litanies and things like that that we've been using, wrote these words, this poem about those who dream. I imagine they packed bags, water and food, blankets and clothes. I imagine they packed tools, maps and telescopes that could bring the stars closer, as if the sky was a comforter they could pull near. I imagine they hugged the loved ones and said, we'll be back soon. And when the loved ones said, don't leave, it's risky. You don't even know what you're chasing. I imagine they put lips to foreheads and said, there is a light in the darkness, and I must chase that. 
And then I imagine they walked. I imagine they walked and walked until legs were tired and knees gave out. Maybe they told stories on the road and laughed into open sky, or maybe they sat in silence and prayed for more light. However the road unfolded, I imagine it was not easy. I imagine all this, not because I've chased stars, but because I have dreamed. And these dreams for justice make the Magi's story my own. For every time we fight for justice, we start in the dark. We hug loved ones and say, there's a light in the darkness and I must chase that. We walk until we're tired. And, when, and then we keep walking. We laugh at the open sky as a form of resistance. We pray in the night for signs of more light and no matter how important the journey is and no matter how much progress we make, the journey to justice is never easy. And so I pray that maybe one day we will be like the Magi and we will walk ourselves into the light. Until then, don't forget, there's a light in the darkness. We must chase that. The Magi did that, did just that. They chased after the light in the sky. With all of their being, with everything they had. And the disciples did that as well. When Jesus came across them there on the side of the sea, and they simply dropped their nets and went after him on the sole promise that he would teach them how to fish for people. A light in the darkness. And they left everything to follow the light of Christ. Martin Luther King Jr. did that. In 1963 was when he stood at the Lincoln Memorial on the Mall in Washington, D.C. and said, I have a dream. That speech has gone down in history as one of the most profound theological, ecumenical, religious secular speeches in the world. He dreamed of justice and freedom. And all of that was deeply rooted in his faith. It was what he preached on Sunday morning, and it's what he preached at the steps of the monument. Justice and freedom for all. Rise up and live out the meaning of that creed, that all people are one, he said. That's the dream I have for this world, for this nation. I have a dream that we will sit together at a table, that those who were slaves and those who were slaveholders will abandon those titles and sit together and eat together 
You know, that's the model that Jesus gave to the church. Come to the table. When he broke the bread after that walk to Emmaus, the disciples' eyes were opened and they saw the light of Christ sitting among them until he disappeared. I have a dream, Martin Luther King Jr. said, that one day we will all sit together at the table. The speech became so much more personal when he cited his four children. And then when he made the observation that his dream held the promise of the day when little black boys and girls would get together with little white boys and girls and they would hold hands. That they would be true sisters and brothers. That's a dream. And he persevered in that dream. Every time he spoke, that dream came up. Because he knew that the light of Christ was behind that dream. He persevered in that dream, even to the extent of losing his life. Because he knew that the God of creation had given to the world the light of Christ. The light of the star to guide us. It is not enough to dream and to hope that some prince will come on the white horse and rescue us. Now, in fact, if you watch some of the Disney princesses now, you will see that they are out there making their dreams come true. Out there changing the world. Even if it's just their little corner of the world, changing the world for the good. And that, my friends, is what we are called to do. Not just me. When I stand up here and I preach things that you say, well, that's nice, but we really shouldn't talk about those things in church. Because if we don't talk about justice and equality and hope and community, if we don't talk about all of those things here in the church, if we do not talk about racism and sexism, classism, how the rich are getting richer and, well, the middle class are ceasing to exist. If we do not talk about those things and offer to the world the hope we know in Christ, who calls us together to be one, then we are not doing our job as those who follow Christ. We are called to persevere. 
We are called to keep going, to keep traveling toward the light of the star, the light of Christ. When days are easy and ordinary, and when days are tough as nails and extraordinary. As people of faith, we are called to follow the light of Christ. Because we know Isaiah wrote those words, arise, shine, for your light has come. The light of Christ has come into our world, comes into the world, continues to come to us, and calls us to follow. May we be so bold. May we be so driven. May we know the guiding light of Christ this day and always. Amen. It's good to have everybody with us today in worship. Um, we know that there are some visitors and guests from all over the place, and so it's always good to have folks with us. Um, we are going to be having communion in just a few minutes, and so this is a good time. If you do not already have bread and juice or a cracker and water or tea and a muffin, um, if you don't have that ready, you can. Uh, we, we will not be offended if we see you get up and go off to take care of all of those things. There are a number of announcements in your bulletin in the announcement page, um, things for you to be aware of happening in the life of the church. Uh, we rejoice at the gift from the Schuster family, the, who are the daughter and son-in-law of the Hallenbecks, um, and the gifts that we will have received and will be receiving from them. Um, it is a joyous thing, and we will formally recognize that um, during our annual meeting at the end of the month. Um, there's information about uh, the new AV system and the links into the sound system. And uh, by just going like that, you can see that right underneath, uh, right underneath one of the uh, speakers, there's a smaller monitor on this side and a large on that side uh, so that folks can be able to see all manner of things as we worship together. Um, we do now have, I think, three uh, folks from the congregation who have volunteered to be a part of the, the tech team uh, on things, including one of our youth. Um, so if you are interested in being a part of that, we would love to have you because there's um, there's some work to do, uh, but it will be a wonderful, uh, wonderful extension of your ministry uh, to be a part of that. You are encouraged uh, to come to the church and pick up your handy dandy little box of offering envelopes. 
every one of these that gets picked up means that we don't have to put postage on it and send it to you or drive around town uh, to get things to you. So please take note of that. Um, we'll start up all the things that we stopped for uh, the holiday time and, and look forward to being back for all of those things. Session will be meeting Tuesday for their uh, January meeting. And so please uh, remember that session members and uh, be ready to uh, engage in lots of discussions uh, as we go about things. Uh, there is a minute for mission. Um, I believe that Wayne Gannett was going to have it, and I'm not sure if I see Wayne. It's actually me today. Okay, Lindsay will, Lindsay will be having our... <laughs> Good morning. Uh, Wayne will be, um, he'll be giving the minute for mission next week. But uh, I'm going to just take a, a quick minute here to introduce to the congregation uh, something that the Mission and Social Witness Program has been, uh, committee has been working on. So we've developed a year-long program to focus on one significant issue affecting people in our community and around the world, and that's hunger. There was a brief uh, summary in the newsletter. You may have seen that, but in case you didn't, I'm just going to read to you what was included in the newsletter. Our goal in developing this program is for the congregation to dedicate time, energy, and resources to address this problem. We've organized a series of related topics to discuss each month. Many of the topics will be programs and resources that you're already familiar with. So we'll be talking about two cents a meal. We'll be talking about the Bilderland Food Pantry. Other topics may include information that's new to some or all of members, and we can explore those topics together as a congregation. As a committee, we'll be presenting information to you in two ways. First, in the newsletter each month, there'll be a, a brief summary. And then each week during this Minute for Mission, we'll be discussing some of the specifics. So our hope is that through education and collaboration, we can identify opportunities to support and make a difference here in the Capital District and beyond. So in January, Wayne and I have teamed up and we'll be, get, we'll be covering just the basics of hunger and food insecurity. So we're going to talk about underlying issues and root causes. We're going to provide basic definitions and some, some statistics. Then we'll also highlight some national programs, uh, such as Feeding America, that you can look up. You can go to their websites and you can read more on those. I'll leave you with just one set of statistics that I think puts a real, a real light, shines a real light on this issue that's so important now more than ever due to COVID and the, the stress it's put on families. Research indicates that in 2020, 50 million people in America experienced some form of food insecurity. That includes 17 million children. That's one in six Americans, one in four children. That's a 50% increase from 2019. So that's one of the reasons why we feel this issue is so important right now. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, 
And indeed, as a mission ministry of this church, leading us as a congregation um, through this, this coming year to help us better understand uh, issues of hunger and food insecurity and um, all of those sorts of pieces of things. Uh, and then, you know, helping us to figure out who's our neighbor in the midst of all of this and how do we, how do we reach out uh, to that? And I especially think that it's wonderful to have this reminder of this important piece of, of things on this Sunday um, when we will be gathering at the table for communion. Um, so thank you very much, Lindsay and the mission ministry for what you are doing. <clears throat> as we, indeed, as we gather together for our worship, we gather together to be God's faithful people, returning to God the gifts God has given to us. And so in this time, you are invited to consider your gifts. You're invited to uh, get the gifts of table ready um, in your life, uh, write out a check, um, any of those sorts of things. Use the QR code that is found in the announcements to give uh, to the life of the church. And uh, we will now receive our offerings. This is Holy Communion for a Journey Sunday. It is that second Sunday after Christmas or in Christmas tide. It's the Sunday three days after the new year and three days before Epiphany. And in the good old song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, it's the ninth day when the gift is nine people dancing. 
So we come to the table of one star for following. Bread and cup for sharing three days of new year, at least four still traveling camels and many, many hopes for the world. Come to this table, even if you want to be laying everything down because you are so weary of being faithful and fearful, isolated or essential to everyone but you. Come to this table if you are swimming in Zoom, virtual education, financial risk, or grief. Come to this table if you milked all the joy from Christmas. Enough to carry you through, well, into 2021, or not nearly enough. Come to this table if you have stopped dancing, even though you are carrying many gifts, or you need to be healed by watching for the dance in snowflake or polka, in friend or stranger, in the old story of another path home and the bread and sweet cup shared right now. We remember. We remember in this new year with the fearfulness of the pandemic and hope that it will be ended. Not only the journey of the Magi guided by a star, but of all the oases where they rested and the people they met who lived in those places and shared their food. We remember a child born to change everything and the endangerment of many children. And we remember that the baby named Jesus grew up to help people in their hurting and loss, traveled as many roads as we do, and taught us with simple words, words we can understand, and stories we come to many times to find new meaning. At Passover, he blessed unleavened bread and poured out wine and love freely. At Emmaus, he prayed and broke the bread, but sent us to find the cup in the world. Let us pray. Emmanuel, God, you are with us in our lonely nights, following so distant we are carrying our old years and opening our new ones, always hoping for an oasis for each of us and a blessing on earth in the form of the bread in our hands and in the cup we lift.
On the night when Jesus, our Lord, sat at the table with the disciples in that upper room, he blessed the bread, giving thanks to God, and he broke it. And he gave it to the disciples, those gathered with him in the upper room, and said, this body, this bread is my body, broken for you. After supper, he also took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant, the new promise poured out for all for the forgiveness of sins. Drink ye all of it, for as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the saving death of our Lord until he comes. This bread and this cup Oh, may they be so sacred, we never lose the stars shine. Ignore a new year embedded in every day, or forget the Christ of the dance and the invitation to joy. And so we joyfully join our voices to pray as our Lord has taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us share the bread. It is the gift that reminds us of our gifts. Let us drink deeply so that we may always travel on. Let us pray. God, we thank you that when the star is gone, the kings and princes are home, the, the shepherds are back with their flock and we are tempted to pack the story away. This very bread and cup give us the hope and courage to begin the true work of Christmas. Help us to find the lost, heal the broken, feed the hungry, release the prisoner, rebuild the nations, bring peace among all, and make a heart music so that everyone can dance. Amen. Eastern star that
Creator Christ and Holy Spirit, dream those dreams. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> 